Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Riddler and Catwoman are cast. The search continues for the Penguin. A rock-solid update on Black Adam and Joker is one of the top 10 grossing films of 2019 today and much more on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the great hall of the Justice League. Whoa! Whoa! Wonder Twin powers activate! What? Form of! Uh, of this microphone. Form of! Potties. By the power of Grayskull, welcome to DC <laughs> Wait, did I do that right for the first Not time? Oh, damn it. Okay. I did that. Back to ground zero. What's Worse than Roxy. Uh, um, okay. yeah. Apparently we're trying to get right into TV time. It's a hectic show. We got a lot of news. A lot of news. Have we ever? That's Ryan in the booth. What's up? Uh, welcome to DC Movie News on another Friday. We are joined uh, today by a longtime friend of DC Movie News. He's responsible for some of our real killer photography work. He's a he's a photographer himself. He's a huge DC fan. And Ricky Middlesworth is with us today. I had to be here today. What a big week. You reached out. I'm- you were like... I got I got the day off. I got to come in and talk about all this you stuff. Need it's that too chair. much fun. You need me in that chair. It, yeah. And then everything started dropping left and right. I, I will say though, we could use another photo session soon. Maybe that was a long time ago. I feel like ago. we need a so refresher. Ready. I was not yeah. blonde. So ready to get back in front of the lens. And uh, to my left, the voice you're hearing, if you're not watching us right now uh, on YouTube, is the crown jewel of DC Movie News. That's Roxy Stryer. I am she. She is me. Yes, I am. Happy to be here today to talk about all of the amazingness news. I feel like (laughs) Disney's been like, we're going to drop all this news. And then Warner Brothers DC was like, ah, and hold our beer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Holy cows. Yeah, it's been a huge, huge week for us. Huge week. This uh, week I felt like I was like a kid with my toys and like, because I would always kind of like fantasy, you know, casting in my head with my toys at, at home and I action figures and I got Catwoman I got the Riddler who's next. It's just an exciting, makes me feel like a kid when we get in these See what you just did modes. though. You just did the Riddler. We had a oh, debate before. Is it the Riddler or just Riddler? We had a debate before. Okay, quick trivia question. We're, of course, going to talk about Paul Dano being uh, cast as the Riddler. Live action. I want to say, is he the fifth or sixth mm. Riddler? Are you counting Some, TV or no? I'm counting it all. Live action, not animated. So Somebody in the TV. chat roll joining us on the Popcorn Talk Network. Get with us. Uh, let me, I'm including because there's at I least Frank Gorshin, but somebody else. Was Frank Gorshin the only Well, guy? are you including all the animated series? No, 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 no. Live action, okay. live action. I can only count Jim five. Jim Carrey, Gotham Dude. How many on 66 Batman? Just Frank Gorshin? I think it might be the fourth. Just no. Fourth. Just right, somebody will get that. Let's not get hung up on that. Okay. Um, uh, I do want to say, guys, how are you guys doing this week? You Excited. know, chilling like a villain. My name is Riddler. 
Well, that's great. Riddle me that. Your name is Riddler. Um, guys, I got Did to actually work? see Battenson last night. I went to a double feature of Lighthouse and Zombieland. Oh, 2. how so, was it? Uh, um, it was it was it was a lot of movie. Uh, they say it, it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. I, I would say go for Willem Dafoe puts on a master class, and I'll awesome. give you one teaser. Not really a spoiler. He kind of gets naked and kind of looks amazing as hell. Okay, good for him. He looks. He's one of the best looking naked men I have ever seen. Will I? Wow. You one frame. Well, I'm really into this. There's mermaid stuff Are you stuff talking about Pattinson on. or Willem Dafoe? I'm talking about Willem Dafoe. Pattinson is, he gets, he gets, I don't want to say anything about the movie. It is an interesting descent into yeah. madness. I'm going to go in knowing nothing. Um, but obviously I felt it was playing in four screens at the Arclight in Hollywood. And that is obviously, Lighthouse is getting the Batman bump. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah, maybe. Is there any way that that film is on four screens if Pattinson has not announced as Batman? Well, I'm going back to an earlier question because I'm going to decide to answer the Riddler question instead. So this looks like, based off very trusty source Wikipedia, live-action Riddler appears in the 1960s Batman television show. um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Frank Gorshin, who you named, uh, but then he also appeared in Legends of the Superheroes. Right. That's still well, one. Well, also had Adam West and uh, Burt Ward, so Goth- same universe. In Gotham, Corby Michael Smith. Right. Um, Jim Carrey. I, I think I wonder if this is oh this is just for television in the fourth episode of the first season NBC's Powerless Riddler sends his henchman um, and oh. that is played by uh, one of Riddler's henchmen is Robert Buckley but actually him maybe oh but Riddler. they never had the actual Riddler mm, interesting yeah interesting um, so we've got two so far Wow, that's kind of crazy. Live action. Oh, wait, so it was John Aston was the other one in Batman 66 series. Thank you very much, Garth McMurray. Yes, John Aston, um, uh, uh, Adams, Mr. Adams, Adams Family just came out. The original uh, Adams. The original Gomez Adams. Oh, boy. I was not aware of that. Yes, so I guess he's the fifth. Is that what I'm okay. getting? Thank you very much. John Aston was the one I was looking for. Man, well, I love this digital communication world. More Riddler talk to come, but speaking of the digital communication world, I will say okay. anybody who wants to join us live in this digital communication they? journey, go to Popcorn Talk's YouTube page every single Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's where we're at. If you are here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Also, rate, comment, subscribe. We love reading your guys' comments afterwards. I always go back and check. And if you join us live throughout the show, you actually can get shout-outs on the show. So we appreciate your support. I'm going to start doing more Apple podcast shout-outs, too. So oh, we'll have some reviews over there. And then next week, I'll make sure to shout you guys out. Yes. Yes. We read everything. Yes, so yes, be sir. nice. Because when you're mean, we see that, too. That's very true. Uh, why don't we talk about the little piece of news that popped today before we get into some of that deeper casting meat? Because yeah. I feel like we can have a big The Batman nugget in a second, but I just wanted to say it looked like somebody made a great piece of fan art for The Rock uh, depicting him as Black Adam, and he responded uh, very positively and then gave a little bit of an update and said, I've been with this project over 10 years, which is like, it feels like at least 10 years, but it, I guess it has been 10 years. Uh, that he's been affiliated with the Black Adam character in some potential form. And somehow, 
it's it's still happening. He's saying this July, which kind of makes no sense because there's no more July in this year. No, of course, 2020 production begins this it's a July. Long time. It's a very long time from now. So my it's not question that long, to guys. you guys is: is that is that far enough in the future? Does it does it feel like a real update to you, or does it feel like just spinning a wheel? What, what do you take from this, guys? 100. percent This feels like a real update to me. When does Black Adam start shooting? July of 2020. Anything else is a lie now. That is a date. So yes, every nothing else could possibly be true. Now, obviously, things. Things are subject to change and whatnot, but for the first time since we have had a Black Adam announced in, in our DC Universe at all, which was announced so early on, he's been with it for 10 years, we've been with him as Black Adam for, what, five years now? Mm-hmm. We have a date of when they are starting production. That is huge to me. Johnny, wherever he is right now, can no longer say swerve. We have details, and that detail is July, which everybody knows is the best month of the year, because it's when I was born. Mm-hmm. Go Cancers. Hey, I'll believe it when I see, like, the set photos and, you know, the actual start of the production, but, you know, he's... I feel like them waiting this long is actually going to help the movie, because I think DC will be in a healthier place, uh, you know, if they wait it out and kind of get he out, weathered work out the all their bugs. storm of the whole DC think, film exactly. universe to the very rocky start. Yeah. To now, I think, where you have to say, with the Joker's success, you have to say, if you're looking at this series, it's Warner Brothers' most profitable franchise right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and more successes financially than failures. And, and it's crazy to look back and see the biggest flop is Justice League? Is that even... How is that possible? But really... That's, I cra- that's no crazy. Sense. It makes me crazy. feel like puking. Yeah. I really feel like puking. Crazy, right? It's loud. almost impressive. <laughs> when we, right? we, and we every, have, literally every other one has been more successful. We host a DC movie news show and Justice League was the least <laughs> successful of the live action. You know what was People more successful? People pick up on that stuff. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad was more successful than Justice League. By a lot! Ryan, what is the tweet that you are showing us right now? Oh, this was uh, Dwayne Johnson tweeting out about um, about Black Adam, just a quote from the comics. I just had it pulled up. I'm pulling up one more oh. time. What, uh, while you're pulling that up, what I will say is my biggest question to you guys is... Ooh, I can't wait. Is Zachary Levi in the Black Adam movie? And if he is, at what point? May I answer? I, yes, sir, I call on you. All right, I want to take your question. I'm also going to form it. I'm going to say no, but I feel... And tell me, does anybody else just feel this other than me? With the success of the Joker, do you somehow feel better about what they're potentially going to do with a Black Adam movie? Like, I, because of the Joker's success, well, I feel like we're going to... yes gonna... and no, because I really hope that they don't do with the Black Adam movie what they did with the Joker movie. I mean, but... Not that much, but just a little bit. Well, there has been a lot of talk about making, to me, in the comics, Black Adam super-duper villain. Not anti-hero, villain. Just mm-hmm. read the new 52 Shazam a, a little bit ago, and they've kept with that villain. There's been talks about this Black Adam being an anti-hero. So I don't want to see what they did with the Joker if then they're going to make him an anti-hero. I do think that with, with Dwayne Johnson's brand, you know, he's he's very family-friendly. Totally. You know, and especially how they've established Zachary Levi, I think he could fit well within that tone. Um, I don't know if we'll see him in the movie. Um, it seems strange to make us wait a whole other movie to see the two of them together. It seems like a lost opportunity to me. I kind of think that's what they're going to do, though. I think we. I think so. I think if this was, if if this was Mark Strong, then this would be called Shazam Two, right? If that's what we were doing with the character, if he yeah. was going to be the villain of the movie, this would be Shazam Two, and Black Adam would be in it. 
This is the Black Adam movie. Yeah. So I don't see Shazam appearing uh, maybe at the very end, but I think we're building to a third movie, which is going to be... <laughs> Uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, but instead it's going to be but, but Shazam v Black so maybe, Adam. Yeah, maybe yeah. in a post credit or something like that. I, I feel like I, I want this. I guess when I, when I say a little bit of that darkness from Joker is like what I've always the problem I've usually had with Dwayne Johnson in most of his films is there's a lightness to it that you don't have with like a Schwarzenegger in some of his films where it's like I took him I take Arnold more seriously in a jungle as like a serious badass than. Than The Rock. There's just a lot of... He's always winking at you. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. I know he's really popular. No, it's okay. I just kind of want to see the character take itself seriously in its world with, like, a real, you know, not a winking darkness. He does tweet out, say, kneel at his feet or get crushed by his boot. Mm. My honor to become Black Adam. I think he's totally... And then he says, hashtag the anti-hero. Yeah. Which is the the part to me that I'm, like, very confused because I don't know... Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I've read a decent amount of Shazam comics... Where is Black Adam an anti-hero? Ah, mm. when does that happen? I've missed that turn if that takes place. So the fact that they're even marketing in that way and The Rock is saying that and he's not oh, saying villain, are saying do you now, guys think that it's The Rock calling himself an anti-hero because as an actor that's what you're supposed to do when you're playing a villain? Or do you think that he is announcing that this is an anti-hero movie? In which case it's obviously very different. Than well, a lot of people are pointing out that we might have erroneous information that Garth McMurray is saying that this tweet was from September 3rd, 2014. Oh. Was that really <laughs> A lot true? has changed since then. Wow, I, I I I don't know why that was on several sites. So I don't know why we. I were, think uh, it's still antihero. He's still saying antihero. Yeah, no, antihero mean to me is it's like a, a Clint Eastwood bad western kind of character, right? Like an antihero is still uh, you're following their you know positive arc, but there is you know they're like the bad guy that's taking out the worst people. Punisher, kind of Punisher is the antihero. Yes, there you go. I think overall the the success of Joker is going to be less that. DC goes in the direction of the tone of that movie and more that they're going to celebrate different kinds of movies. And maybe that label ends up being an official thing that Todd Phillips uh, pitched, you know. The black label or whatever. Yeah, because I think it just proves that people want fresh takes. They want something different. They don't want to feel like they're going to the same movie every time. I'm appreciative of the chat right now letting us know that Black Adam was a member of the JSA for uh, a time. So I guess I just haven't, I don't remember that. Do you remember that, guys? Black Adam being a member of JSA. No, none of the Just arcs that I've America, read. Uh, pre-52, interesting, says Byron in the pre-52. Just Society of America as Black Adam as the anti-hero, says not a critic. So maybe that's more similar to what story they're going. And do you think that, if that is the case, do you think that we will see a Black Adam Shazam team-up movie as opposed to a Black Adam versus Shazam movie? I think, like, all classic versus, yeah, I do think they'll end up somehow working together for the greater good. I think I think because I don't think you're gonna build him as a straight villain like a Joker in the Black Adam movie. He's going to be an anti hero and it's just gonna be it'll be interesting to see this very old, wizened version of a Shazam character with uh Billy's like youth. Um but I also wanna see how these tones kind of come together because Shazam is by far the lightest in tone of the DC film. So yes. if it's still in that world, how far can it go in the other direction if you're gonna bring them together? Like You know, it was definitely, you know. Uh, Anyway, we should probably move on and talk about a lot of our... uh... Get to it, baby. Okay, let's just talk about... This is why I came. ...stuff that we know. Okay, we mentioned that this was a possibility. We have Catwoman. We have Zoe Kravitz officially cast uh, from Big Little Lies and many, many other things. Cool for 5,000 reasons. 
5,000 reasons. List them. Number one, it's awesome that Lisa Monet is married to Momoa, who is her stepdad. She's related to Aquaman. Which is just great. Because why not keep it in the family? Uh, What did he say? It's rad or something? Did you guys see he had made a statement on it? Did Aquaman make a comment? He had posted on Instagram. It was something like, this is rad or whatever, whatever cool guy terminology it was. Number two, I think she's a ridiculously talented actress. I love her on Big Little Lies, but just in general and everything I've seen. Number three, I feel like she has cat like tendencies. She's got. She's very like quick on her feet. And um, number four, she's probably the most stunning person on the planet. Stunning. So yes, I feel like because thing. of all of those reasons, she's legitimately perfect casting for Catwoman. There's not one person in the same way that I thought Robert Pattinson was the number one best person to play Batman. I think that Zoe Kravitz is the number one best person to play Catwoman, which means that to me, Matt Reeves right now is knocking it out of the park. Not to mention the next casting that we will talk about. I could not agree more. I have very strong feelings about her casting. I love it so much. I have the receipts with my husband because I fan cast her like a dork months ago. Really? Yes. And I told go him, Ricky, go Ricky. Ask, ask him. I, I said she would be perfect. She's got, she's got this. So I feel like I'm dreaming right now. It's just so perfect well, to me. And she's got this very kind of coy, slinky, too cool for cat school. Thing. She's got the cat yeah, thing about She's her. just very, she's very sort feline. of nonchalant yeah. and like... She's a feline feminine. Yeah, she can pull off the Selena vibe really well. And she's just... I'm like... If she, biggest crush is Lenny Kravitz. She's like a close second. She's uh, also, she's amazing. Incredibly excited for me as opposed to you guys at this table who bailed so hard and I don't want to hear you guys say one bad word about Gotham right now. I will not hear it. <laughs> I watched but a lot of I it. I had to watch and feel feel it like Selena Kyle is a very beautiful character and you guys are really going to come at us with a minor for all of the seasons like mm-hmm. I'm excited to be able to like a cat woman in these kind of ways again so thank you I would like now, a, I would like an adult live action cat woman back in my graces see thank I didn't have the much. same problem you had because I just had her um, over 18 playing younger in my head uh-huh, uh-huh. I get you know, it you know whether I, that's real or not that's what I, I do get how it. I justified it all I'm saying is I will have to have whatever kind of crush on this girl that I want and boy is it doing it for me now now, what, oh, what do you best. guys think it me? Obviously, you know, we don't really know tone of the movie, but, you know, Anne Hathaway was a very specific type of Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer was a very specific type. What What do you think this this version of Catwoman will I be like that's different Barry. than the others? I think it's going to yeah, be... Sorry, Kelly. I think it's going to be... Um, I, I, it's a really overused word, but uh, it's going to be grittier. It's not going to be as sleek, maybe, as Nolan's Batman world. I think you're going to feel the street a little bit more, almost like you would with the texture of, like, a 70s film. Yeah. Um, like, just feel less a uh, fanciful, Burton-esque sort of Gotham, I think... A real street, like really out well, there. Well, and and to that point, did you? I, I had read some um, some articles that had mentioned she was trying to get a role in The Dark Knight Rises, and some people went even further in saying she was trying to get an audition for for Catwoman, Interesting. and she couldn't get the audition she said because it was for it, a minor role. Okay. Okay. But she had said something like the filmmakers didn't want to go that quote urban, urban yeah. which right. it was like uh, that. That's like sort of dog whistle. Well, okay. it was also a right decade there. ago. But you're talking about the texture of the film. Let's but how also redeeming talk about that she here is today. Uh, completely. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you. I think though, when it comes to her, we have to talk about the next cast. Yeah, too, exactly. So that we can exactly. Bring it into. exactly. Yes. So, so you asked about the world. What is it looking like? Well, another really serious actor, Paul Dano, is officially cast as a Riddler. Prior to this, we've heard that Jonah Hill was in consideration, possibly for one role, possibly for the other. Now. It's sort of, depending on who 
you ask. It's starting to sort of look like Jonah was up for one role, wanted the other role maybe, or wanted a lot of money, and this was maybe always in the works because this doesn't seem to me like a yeah. second choice. Absolutely not. Uh, this for me is three for three with Matt Reeves. Yeah, I four I for think, four if you count Matt Reeves. Yeah, and yeah. You, give, you give it to WB. WB yeah. Give, yeah, totally. Uh, did you guys watch Escape at Denimore? I, I Yeah, I was hoping that somebody no. would bring that up. Yeah, between so so the three big ones for for you got Little Miss Sunshine, you got Escape from Denimore, and then of course uh, No Country, uh, not No Country. Uh, there, there will be blood. There will be blood. Yes, he oh, was and great in. Um, uh, Swiss Army Man, he was really amazing. Um, what's the one with Hugh Jackman? He played a total creep in that movie. Prisoners. Pri- Prisoners. Prisoners. Oh, yes. oh, he's so Watch good in that. Prisoners. Yeah. He's so excellent. I just think from everything I've seen him in, and by the way, he has tons of credits that I was like, wait, I don't even remember that. Well, and he's very he, much... Oh, go ahead. I, he is incredible. What I'm finding that Matt Reeves is doing is he's picking actors. Mm-hmm. Like he, yes. he is picking people that disappear into their roles and I love that for this movie because Jonah Hill I really appreciate as a performer but I've never seen him not one time in something where I was like that's not Jonah Hill Yeah, I'm always highly aware that that is Jonah (laughs) Hill and that's not necessarily his fault he's a huge name he's got a very unique look to him and he is clearly Jonah Hill yeah. This well, is like, I'm going to pick people that disappear into a world that we are creating that is going to be real. You're going to feel like you are in freaking Gotham. Mm-hmm. And and him as, as Riddler makes so much sense to me because he's got this very sort of like over-intellectual kind of James Spader energy to him that I really see fits that role way more than Jonah Hill. And so this was a relief to me because I think the timing of this... Because yesterday, or two days ago, Jonah Hill drops out. And then yeah. literally the next day... Do you think that's why they put out the news like that? I, like it they put sounds out, to like, me like WB totally. wanted Paul as the Riddler, but Jonah, with his you know uh, household name, said, yeah. no, I want that role, but, but Warner Brothers, it sounds like to me, yeah, yeah. wanted totally him as the penguin. Here, yeah. I have I, several, totally speculating. Several questions on this for you guys. Number one, rumor has it that Jonah Hill left the project because he was asking for $10 million, which is double what Robert Pat Pattinson is being paid, and they were not giving it to him, which is why he's not Which makes me uncomfortable knowing what people are getting paid. Why is that public knowledge? Yeah, I do, but but this has been news for for years. It used to be all about, like, who's the first $20 million person. $20 million used to be the magic number. It's down now. I think it might be, and I also don't think $10 million is an unreasonable amount for For him to ask for Jonah Hill for a Batman movie, which is guaranteed to get over a billion dollars. But let me ask you this. But is it worth it to Warner Brothers? I don't think so. Let me ask you guys this. Do you feel that means that he is the main villain, not Jonah Hill. Uh, Riddler is the main villain in this movie. I, if Jonah Hill wanted to play him, and and that is true, and he was asking for $10 million, and that is true, do you think that means that Riddler is the villain of the Batman movie? Interesting. I hope not, only because the nature of the Riddler, and what we're talking about, like, I was hoping to get more of, like, a Seven kind of vibe out of this Riddler, like a real dangerous kind of Riddler, yeah. right, which we've never really seen. Um, but if we know that right away... I think that might take away from the idea that this is supposed to be like a, a noirish film, which to me needs to be asking questions until there's a big reveal at the end. Like, if it's a noir, the one thing that it needs to be is I can't see the end coming. So if the Riddler is the one and main villain at the end of this film, like, man, that, that would be kind of lame for me. 
Okay, question for you. Yeah. Do you think that this means that Jonah Hill either could possibly be playing Penguin, and this is a swerve, and he's not Riddler because he is playing Penguin in this movie, or with the standalone Joker success, we've talked about the announcement of possible standalone Riddler movie, mm. Jonah Hill is playing Riddler in a Riddler standalone movie. Oh. Do you think it is possible that he is in the DC in a different capacity? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how credible, you know, a lot of these sources are, but every sort of, you know, common denominator between all of them sounded like Warner Brothers maybe wanted him as the Penguin, but he, like, maybe he's trying to avoid being typecast as that type of character, because it it just was weird to cast him as the Riddler, in my opinion, because it's almost like... Like having Zoe as like Mr. Freeze or something, because I just see her as Catwoman, and, and he's I, such I a perfect see, type for a penguin. He I mean, is he so could perfect; do, even it would like just look, be distracting to and me. Looking at his character in like Wolf of Wall Street, you could see how that was like one of my favorite performances of his, and you could see how that kind of like slimy guy could be yeah. a different kind of yeah. criminal, right? Like not just a traditional like thug kind of criminal, but like you know a nerdy kind of like you know using computers and like robbing people blind online like doing all this kind of like you know high tech fraud like that's the kind of Riddler that I could imagine and I could see him in that type of role I don't know maybe they're still talking but the rumor is that the the, uh, hunt is afoot by WB for Penguin I don't think you're going to have a hard time finding a really great actor on on caliber with these guys that maybe isn't quite as uh, big in their career to play this role actor actor, and it was said Kind of, you know, in between the lines that apparently Seth Rogen at one point had been up for the the Penguin role, and that has since that's not even that's not a uh, in negotiation kind of anymore. Imagine yeah. if this was Seth Rogen as the Penguin and Jonah Hill as Riddler in the movie. There's a super bad pun that. Um, that's yeah. there somewhere. I know, yeah. I know. But, but, but again, in that same kind of penguin that I can imagine Jonah Lena. Hill playing, I could imagine Seth Rogen being that same guy. Like, there's a way to take that goofiness and make it creepy. If there's a way yeah. to do that to make their like you know that that joviality not like totally play against it but make it be the thing that actually chills you to your soul, uh-huh. I think that that's something interesting. What I think is great is I have not found one person who has actually watched these three people's performances. I'm not talking about people who have casually seen Twilight. I'm saying people who have deep dived and actually watched these actors perform who does not like these castings. I have not seen one person anti these castings who has. I've seen, seen very them. positive response. Oh, a lot of like perfect casting. casting. Oh, I, I did also want to mention you definitely get to see a lot of Robert Pattinson's physique as well. Oh. And like, I wasn't thinking, oh, this guy needs to put on weight to be. He Batman. wasn't naked or He's, anything. A little bit. You get a little okay. side. But you like makes, Willem Dafoe naked better. Willem Dafoe <laughs> at the same time looks like emaciated and enormous and it's like the way he's shot he's like meant to be like almost like Poseidon at the time he's playing the saltiest sea dog you've ever seen in your life on ca- I'm telling you if Willem Dafoe doesn't get a nomination for a performance there's no justice Zeno, ha- uh, Zeno Hour in the chat says how about Paul Walter Hauser as Penguin this has been my pick for a minute oh. now who? Uh, Wait, it's the from guy I from Tanya, Tanya or I Tanya. Yeah, oh yes yes yes, yes he's oh. been in a bunch of other stuff too and yes, he, a lot is, of stuff. Oh. he is Excellent. He's got a movie coming out. He plays a real life bomber, I guess. Or well, you yeah. know what? 
But there's all different comments in the it, chat that's right now. That's a great call if, if that's the type that they're looking for. Because, listen, i got to believe that Matt Reeves has a, a very specific vision for each type for these characters. Yeah. I don't think that is that fluid at this point. Well, and it, sound, it looks like they're all... Uh, someone mentioned that it's a very young cast. It as is. As opposed well, to other Batman casts This is, seen, this is always very the intention from the beginning. They were casting a younger Batman starting in an so early point. So they can age with career. the roles. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to ask you, what... I'm looking forward to the Batman more than any other film in the next couple years. I can't even think of a movie that comes close except maybe the Doctor Strange sequel. And I'm including all the DC movies in there. (laughs) It's my least favorite character. I'm so excited about this. Every time one of these comes out, like, uh, Jeffrey Wright was incredible news. Oh, yeah. I'm going to grossly name drop. I photographed Jeffrey um, uh, a couple months ago before he was cast, and and it just makes it even cooler that I shot Commissioner Gordon. But it's such inspired casting each time. They're just nailing it. And so, like, now, what do we have? Like, Two-Face apparently might be cast, uh, Firefly, Penguin. I mean, we've got some... That's the crew. Uh, yeah. Zeno Hour also said Richard Jewell is the film other than the Batman that he's looking forward to more in the next couple of years. That's a great call. I think a lot of people would, would, would say Richard Jewell on that too. Some people, uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. I, I'm, th- I'm trying to think both Marvel, Star Wars, DC. This is the movie that has me the most excited. But we're oh, Batman people. I mean, listen. We're Batman people. We're going to be like that. This movie and, and Bombshell. <laughs> Those are the ones I want to see. I watched Bombshell a couple weeks ago. Oh, How was it? We'll oh. talk. Yeah, oh. we'll talk later. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. I have so many thoughts about that. You eat that up with a spoon. Um, yeah. The Russell Crowe one was better. I'll okay. just say that. Okay. I have, I have heard that from people who have seen both of it them. It definitely is. It's tough. If I hadn't seen that one, maybe I would have liked Bombshell a lot more. I'm like, oh, we just did this like better and longer. And, Got like, it. You know. uh, anyway. I thought that this was an interesting thing regarding Batman. Uh, can I jump over to the Robert yes, Pattinson please, please, article please. from New York Times? Please. we got to keep it moving. This was interesting. Uh, he was asked, you're currently working on Christopher Nolan's next film and you've been shooting, uh, and you'll begin shooting Batman soon. How does it feel to have traded art house movies for a big studio blockbuster? And he said, I mean, Dunkirk is almost an art house movie. Christopher Nolan is literally one of the best uh, directors who can make an art house movie for hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> so it doesn't really feel like a studio thing. With Batman, if I'd done it a few years ago, I would have been incredibly nervous, but I've still got a few months before we start mm-hmm. shooting. Plenty of time to have a panic attack. Which is fascinating because I feel like he fought so hard for this role and then probably sunk in like, I got it? Yeah. yeah. It's a surreal cast to happen. Uh, oh, keep yeah. going. He so, had some other great things to say. So then when he was asked, you were saying earlier that you that we should be skeptical of any actor who wants to play the hero, and yet here you are playing Batman. And he says, Batman's not a hero, though. He's a complicated character. I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always got to be something a little bit wrong. I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other one. <laughs> great comment. And then when asked, <laughs> what is it about Batman that excites you? He says, I love the director, Matt Reeves, and it's a dope character. His morality is a little bit off. He's not the golden boy. Unlike uh, almost every other comic book character, there is a simplicity to his worldview, but where it sits is strange, which allows you to have more scope with the character. And then he pauses, and so the person says, Mm -hmm. you just paused. 
And he says, I just fear that when I say anything about Batman, people online are like, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. People like us, guys. And I don't know. I used to be very good at censoring myself, but I've said so many ridiculous things over the years, so I'm always curious when I'm promoting these movies how many times I can mess up. It feels like with every movie that comes out, there's always one quote from me where it's like, how? What kind of out-of-body experience produced that screaming nonsense? Which I thought was really interesting. Um, then, then he was asked, you've said that after you were cast as Batman, you anticipated a vitriol, vitriolic re- reaction online. Is that how yes. you say that word? Vitriolic. Yeah, vitriolic. Bad. People saying bad yeah. things. Well, vitriol effect makes sense. Uh, maybe I'm just used to abuse by now. At least I didn't get death threats this time. That's a plus. It's funny that people are so very angry about Twilight. I never particularly understood it. Ah! <laughs> People are so angry about it. I mean, what yeah. my takeaway is he really understands the character. That's um, he kind of hit it on the head. What about the fact the that he just responds so wonderfully yeah. well yeah. and straight on to all comments yeah. in, a, in a very diplomatic and self-deprecating and fun kind of way? Like he's not playing dick actor guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by dick actor, I don't mean Richard actor or Richard Jewell. I mean like you know being pur- purposely like evasive and everything. Like he's. There's a, there's he gets the absurdity of being cast as Batman and sort of is able to take himself out of it and appreciate it for what it is. It's kind of cool. Coolio. Uh, uh, there is a little bit of breaking news I just saw uh, on comicbook.com uh, that he was uh, Pattinson was talking about um, uh, the Batsuit and just saying that it was really cool. There's also some like other that. breaking news. What's that? Oh, is this the Michael Giacchino? Yeah, Michael Giacchino. It's apparently going to compose Matt Reeves' The Batman. Giacchino, wow. Michael Giacchino... Uh, is going to that's just like the least surprising news ever yeah, like he'll yeah. also be doing Doctor Strange in every other movie uh, that you care about but the guy's awesome okay. listen I'm not complaining about Michael Tuchino some of his past works Far From Home The Incredibles Up Rogue One Jurassic World man this is really revving up isn't it they, they, they're really well, ready to we're go we're seeing uh, you know not to get into our next story but we're seeing set uh, pictures from Suicide Squad the movie that's coming out bef- uh, uh, after the Batman yeah. right yeah yeah so Batman's like we gotta get started because they're already shooting the movie that that comes out after us. Yeah. Also, breaking news, Garth McMurray in the Super Chat. That's the breaking news that he gave a Super Chat. Thank you so much for doing that. I'd love to see Bill Nye as Alfred. Alfred with Bill Nye. And also, you know, speaking of Matt Reeves, there was a detail that he tweeted that might be a little bit of a clue of the storyline with the Riddler because he's his character is Edward Nashton rather than Nygma, Nygma, which is his name before... He becomes Nigma. Wait, what is this? What were you hearing? So they, when they announced the character, yeah. they did not even say that he was playing Riddler. They said that, that he was playing Edward Nashton, which is I didn't even realize Matt that Reeves Edward Ni- that Edward Nigma had ever been named Edward Nashton. I didn't either. Um, but I guess that was a while ago. Yeah. So interesting. It was I feel Matt like they, Reeves' announcement. Yeah. They do this sometimes. Where they don't call the characters exactly who they are. Yeah, so does that mean that he's not a fully realized Riddler and we're seeing his descent yeah, into... I, yeah, I, I mean, you know? I, I would like to think uh, that Nigma is at least a chosen name or a given name, right? Like, otherwise it seems like... Uh, well, y- Enigma. Y- y- if you, yeah, exactly. If you were born with that name, then you're just, like, destined for fate, you know I mean? Like, Very true. Yeah, it's just like, man, of course I was going to go into the <laughs> yeah, Riddling business. You had no chance. I was born with it as in my name. <laughs> 
I wonder if anybody's uh, ever named their kid Riddler. I'm trying to find specifics about Pattinson talking about the new Batsuit, and he says that uh, he's tr- he's worn a working version of the suit and looks forward to seeing what audiences think of the new duds. Um, he hasn't seen the final version, but it exists in Warner's Batcave. Well, wow. remember, we were talking about when back when it was between Pattinson and Nicholas Holt, or that's at least what we thought it was, that they both had to uh, put on the suit. Remember that? And, and usually they do gonna... those with old suits, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think so, because I think this is going to be a more live, different kind of bat suit. I don't think mm-hmm. you can throw it. Meaner in... and meaner? Definitely. Those things. Yes, those things. And I'm telling you, the dude that was in the lighthouse already looks it. He looks cool. like some Jim Aparo art, like, right off. Like, I could just see. I was, like, watching him, taking his frame, because it was beautifully shot in black and white. Mm-hmm. So I was able to just put the bat suit over the dude, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to look crazy. Yeah. A couple different thoughts in the chat, and then we definitely have to move forward. Jeremy okay. Miller says, I love the idea of starting a Riddler's story from his early origin. Ivan Soto says, so we're seeing Riddler from Gotham again, the creation of him. Thunder God Cairo 770 says, said probably just thought it was too on the nose and changed it to have him be Edward Enigma. Enigma. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. a lot of thoughts in here. Appreciate it. Keep the comments coming. Adam, what do you got next for us? Um. Okay, well, we got to just, uh, our weekly mention of Joker. Not too much Joker news, but um, it's WB's highest grossing film of 2019, which is amazing in a year when It Chapter 2 came out. And I guess just today, Joker has crossed $600 million worldwide, and it is uh, among the top ten grossing films. It's not near the billion dollar club. I don't know if it's going to get to the seven and change that Venom did, which it was previously connected to, but maybe. I kind of think so. What do you guys think? So, Joker, ridiculous success. Ridiculous. I, th- I think it might have an interesting effect on these types of movies. I love that uh, a movie made for not a whole lot of money that's based on an IP, you know, tentpole type character like this. You don't have to spend, you know, you don't have to dump a whole bunch of CG. You just put together a really amazing script. Did and you people like will, it? What did you think? Oh, my, I, I mean... Unbelievable! I've seen it three times. It's the, oh my it's, goodness! Ricky Middles went to see the Joker f- three times. I have. Well, you know, it's because all my friends are like, "I gotta go with you. I gotta go with you." So you know, I'll happily go with you. But it was the first time in like over ten years I left a DC movie feeling like they knocked it out of the park, and I missed that feeling. You didn't feel you know? that way about Wonder Woman. I I didn't. I liked Wonder Woman, but I didn't feel like it was a a, a ten out of ten. What do you prefer, Joker or Wonder Woman? Oh God, I think Joker right now. I think Joker Joker's gonna have the meat on the bones for me in the long run. I think. I think I still need to live with them both for a little while, but like. I haven't gone back to Wonder Woman that many times. Um, Joker, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward, but I've only seen Joker once. Yeah. I will say, I've heard some criticism levied against Joker, and not all of it do I disagree with, but it's, again, it's like those Scorsese quotes from a couple of weeks ago. It's like, just because you might be right doesn't mean I necessarily agree. Like, yeah. I kind of see where you're coming from. And so... You know, one of these comments I heard was like, if this film was just this film and you didn't call it the Joker and you didn't have DC attached to it, who would have seen this film? Yeah. And like that the real joke of this film is that just by calling it Joker and having so little to do with the actual character, they're able to take this independent film and blow it up where it makes like this much money. And Todd Phillips admits to that. He he says it was sort of our way in to right to this story is or is what kind of character can we really sort so of piggyback it, onto. In a way it kind of feeds into that like yeah. Scorsese thing about cinema because it's like now you're like, well, the only way to make a small film like this is by wrapping it in a veneer of 
have a comic book film, which sounds. But you know what? I'm all, I'm not mad at that. You know, the reason I'm such a DC fan is because they're the shades of DC. You know, I'm not going to focus too much on the definitive Joker. I, I love that he told his version of, and it was so well written. And it, and it's we're talking about it as a culture and what it means and what it doesn't mean. And I think I agree with you. I think ultimately, yeah. I see both sides of the issue. See, I see that criticism, but also at the same time, all that stuff that I bring into it makes me enjoy it in a different way. And your point might be, well, then it doesn't quite stand on its own. And my point might be like, well, I don't care. I'm bringing in all this other Joker stuff and all this other comic knowledge and everything. And yeah, so I'm going to see this film different than you. So it is really just interesting how the debate can go on. What were you going to say, Roxy? I'm sorry. Uh, I was just thinking, because I love Joker. You guys know I did. Um, But there was a lot of talk going into Joker about what, what... it would look like and if we were catering to the incels and if there was going to be an incident and whatnot. And I wonder if there had been an incident, how we would be talking about it. Mm. I I am curious. I mean, I I left loving the movie, but I also left saying, you know what, The, the, the debate is a fair, healthy debate. Like, yes, I can see why people were concerned about this. You know, we're living in 2019 where the disenfranchised white man um, you know, is a danger to, or can He's be a danger to society. Pains. He's yeah. having some growing pains, yeah. readjusting to his different place in society. And listen, I get that, you know, there's only ever 100% of the piece of the pie, so, uh, you know, if you're going to give up some of the pie, if somebody else is going to get more of the pie, you're going to have to have less. That's how that works. Yeah. No one ever wants to give up what they have, um, you know, which you just, you have to, you have to look at the big picture and that's how, that's how progress works. Speaking yeah. of people who don't want to give up what they have, Jason Momoa knows what he has with Aquaman for sure. Yeah, he says that they have the sequel all mapped out, which says to me, probably not a script, but they know where they're going. This is what he said, he told Esquire, I came in with a big pitch, I came in with the whole thing mapped out, and they loved it. My thing to you guys is, though, if he goes into Warner Brothers with a big pitch, do you think in any way anybody in there is going to say anything other than, great, it's great, Jason, yeah, it's great. Like, what do you mean? You came in with a big pitch and nobody's going to be like, no, I mean, since that movie, I mean, Jason Momoa is a very well-liked, you know, he's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. People probably want to agree with him. I can see that happening. (laughs) I, I think that he is really good and there's a chance that it is all mapped out. But this movie hasn't happened for quite some time. Things change. Yeah, do you guys still think the trench is happening? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. I think w- quiet, w- whatever Juan wants, Juan gets. Right? It's, yeah. really, it's really interesting. Just, again, as the overall picture of DC Slate becomes clear, they have so... Yeah, they have all this stuff slated, but they can just make these movies whenever they're ready to go into production mm-hmm. because they're not um, they're not uh, having to adhere to any kind of like greater continuity now. Like, And they're just hitting all of them out of the park like yeah. they, it's it's amazing how perception can change like this time last year people were like oh DC movies but not having I mean and then like you go post Aquaman post this film it's like no they have way more hits than misses I like that way they're more. not they're not chained to the DCEU anymore and I I hope that they can take some liberties with, and and maybe redeem Ezra Miller's take in the in his solo movie and sort of go a different direction with him and because I'm such a fan I, I want it to you be are. good Absolutely. <laughs> I know um, um um we 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 have to talk about we have pictures of Suicide Squad guys we have James Gunn's Suicide Squad we had set photos I think appeared right after we finished our show last week I want to say like Thursday 
afternoon. Shocked. Something happened right after we did um, our show. Okay, so we need to talk about that. We need to talk about those first pictures where you had, uh, I guess, Flew the Borg in the blonde wig and Pete Davidson and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. on the set. Yeah. Um, wh- what were your guys' takeaways from that? Uh, we had Captain Boomerang in that. Nathan Fillion. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Nathan Fillion. So what did you guys think of that? Uh I thought that, that picture looked fine. It looked a little... The costumes looked a little campy for me. I know Ryan's trying to pull that up right now. It was a picture of all of them, Ryan, on set. Yeah. Um, these these paparazzi photos are always probably a bummer for filmmakers because it's not the way you're really supposed to see them first. But my first reaction was, oh, they're they're a lot they're a lot less grungy than they were in the first one. It's definitely you know Captain Boomerang looks a little more cleaned up and I, a little more streamlined. I, yeah, Jai looked good. Yeah. I thought it looked great. I loved the campiness and corniness. Yeah. I think this is funny. I think this is really obviously the team that's all going to die uh. <laughs> very early in the film. I think with Flew Laborg and Pete Davidson, I think they were shooting for a couple of days because they're all dead. Yeah. Um, the question is, are they all all dead? Or does Captain Boomerang survive? Or are they literally all wiped out? And I, I don't want to like spoil the plot, but if you're following, the next picture seem to be of Amanda Waller in a prison mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To Talking with Idris Elba and John Cena, almost as if like you're going to this prison to get a new team together because my previous team just bit the bucket. I had to, I had to look up who all of these characters were because I'm not you know familiar with who Flula is pa- playing and but but you know that's what James Gunn's really good at is is making sort of unknown characters or heroes or villains and making them really interesting. That's what he did with Guardians and you know. Uh, Garth McMurray has it like this. Nathan Fillion is Blackguard. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. Uh, Mailing Ng as Mongol. Flula Borg as Javelin. Pete Davidson as Savant. And Sean Gunn, uh, maybe Weasel. That's right, because he's in the mocap suit. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, there's a uh, Ryan. There's a picture that we're still not getting from you. It's uh, all of them. Uh, there it is. There right, he's go, got it right, right there. there. Yeah, that's one of. Yeah, no, I think that's the one. No, that's not it. Actually, that's some face behind. It's just the front right. of them. Because the if other just, one, you see his face. Yeah, uh, a little. Know. This is how the sausage made. If you just Google the Suicide Squad set photo uh, and image that, then you'll see what I'm you talking about. You guys want about. me to talk to you about how sausage is made? In I there? do want to know how do you make your sausage. I, I'm honestly probably one of the best people in Burbank to ask about. How to make the sausage? Uh, well, what do you? What's the first step? You gotta chop the meat. Chop it. Who up. do you guys think looks best here? I mean, I coming off of the the, the uh, amazing time, one of the best shows of the year, The Boys, one of my favorite comic books. Flew the board, man! Like I love it. I love yeah. the o- he looks over the super top. It's a little campy for campy, me. Yeah, yeah, but really I think fun. it's gonna be. I think he's going out as a joke. I think it's going to be a Joker? big joke. Uh, no, no, not Joker. Actually mm. funny. Actually funny. Uh, right. It looks very Guardians of the Galaxy in, yeah. in that they look very broad. He's, he always has someone like painted in an extreme skin tone, right? Like that's a color of skin you would see um, uh, uh, the Guardians. Or... Mongol has. Yeah, yeah uh, I think that's a very challenging Halloween costume for me to have. Which one? <laughs> Mongol. Oh, She God. looks cool, though. It's it does look cool. Though. I just, that would get all over my sheets real fast. It's not a good... Not an easy task. All right, we have more stuff going on. Oh, my God, so much more stuff going on. Uh, 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 um. James Gunn was talking about The Suicide Squad, and he actually referred to it as the most fun movie that he's directed. He said uh, that they are all challenging. Super was physically brutal, so much movie and so little time to shoot. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was scary because I didn't know if people would get the vibe. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was the hardest because of my mental state. The Suicide Squad is the most complex and biggest, but also the most fun so far. 
uh, which is interesting that he thinks it's the most fun so far. I like that. He's I like coming that into his own as a filmmaker on this scale. Now, this is now his third ginormous movie he's made. It's like, that's perfect. He's coming into his own. And it seemed like he had a really strong idea. I'm very much looking forward to this film, too. Not as much as The Batman. But still looking forward to it. But still really looking forward to it. What a, what a great year that's going to be. A movie you don't have to look forward to, Adam, because we already saw it. However, release the Snyder Cut! Oh, I release think we've seen it at this point, Snyder haven't we? Release the Snyder Cut! Um, Zack Snyder shared a photo of Wonder Woman uncovering Darkseid and Justice League. Right. It was a very uh, dark photo, and it happened. It seemed so like this was whatever. probably uh, an epilogue sort of thing. Like, there were a lot of allusions to Dark Side. Is this just your general um, Snyder cut malaise that you're feeling? Yes! You're just sick of hearing about Why it. Why is he... Zack Snyder put this picture out. It's ironic, is it not, that the one film that gets the most attention is the least successful film. Well, it's the it's, one thing that people want to redo on. It's got a really interesting story behind it. You know, it's the documentary we all want about, like, what happened, you know? The death of Superman lives. What happened? It, yeah. It's really interesting, though, because I'm, I'm curious. Like, I know people want the Snyder Cut, but do they, do they also want the DC world that that would have meant? Like, if you do the sliding doors, like, if they go through with Zack Snyder's vision and continue that... You don't have maybe what we no. have now or what we're looking at now. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think... I think he had good ideas. I just don't know that he's the guy that can pull off those those ideas. Um, I mean, look, do I want to watch the Snyder Cut? Absolutely. Do I think it would have been a, a better movie? That I don't know. I, do, I, I think we would have ended up in the same place, you know? I, I, Which is I, still hosting DC Movie News. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Adam, Jesse Eisenberg still wanting to play Lex Luthor. Yeah, he was uh, out and about promoting Zombieland 2, which I saw. Um, yeah, you're on fire. Good fun had in there. Um, you know, uh, he's, very, he's the, of all the people in that movie 10 years later, he looks the most exactly the same. <laughs> Everyone looks like, you know, a little bit older except Jesse Eisenberg. That's fine. Um, so he's kind of very noncommittal. He basically is saying that he would like to play it again, but he doesn't see it happening, nor does he think there's any plans. Exactly. It's one of those questions where it's like, of course, he's going to say, yes, he wants to play it again. And he's most likely under contract to do it as many times as they want. Yeah. But true, I true. mean, two of the biggest gaffes that the, that the Snyderverse, you know, committed were, were their portrayals of Lex and Joker, I think. And when... And, Ooh, well yeah, said. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think those so. are like iconic villains, and and it was they were not embraced. Big we'll swings, yeah, yeah. I, I like them not, both, actually. I um, I didn't get it. I didn't get his. He really went there, and he took a really big swing that didn't work for me, in in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I, I, I agree with you. Um, but guys, there's so much, so much uh, movie news that we had. I think we still have just a few minutes to dip into your alternate universe. Is there perhaps? It's time for Rugby Giant. You better be put that graphic on the screen again, Ryan. Let's hope so. It's there. Good job. Before we fully get into TV time, quick shout out to Sean Cal26 in the super chat right now. He said, Snyder Cut, do it or kill it. What the fuck? Do it or kill it. I guess, I mean, at this point, there have been so many pictures released. Can somebody, like, put together a mock-up of the Snyder Cut? I know. So aren't some of them petitioning to have it on HBO Max or something? That's like... Yeah. Uh, I, we'll, we'll see how that turns yeah, out. Uh, there is something exciting, though. Have you guys been watching? CW shows have come back officially, and there was a 
uh, Batman mask in the season premiere of Arrow. It uh, was on... Oh my god, I just closed out of it. I'm so sorry. No worries. It was on the um, island. We're on a different Earth. We were on on Earth 2's version. So instead of whoever's it was on our Earth, I think it was Deathstroke? Yeah. This is who it was. Instead of Deathstrokes, it was this. It it blinked and you would have missed it. I did miss it and had to rewind. Wait, you didn't see the Batman cowl just there? No. I literally... So I was like doing something and then then I saw... that somebody tweeted about it. I was like, what? And then I scrubbed through the episode. I was like, oh my God. It was there for like three seconds. It was the first episode of Arrow I've seen since, since like now, 10 episodes into last season. Is it just me or does this cowl look like a prototype for Ruby Rose's Rose's. 100% cowl that too wide around her face, too wide around her mother effing face. <laughs> it's really wide up there. Really wide so up wide there. So wide up there. Please put that wig on the, ASAP. The coolest part, She's a bulbous Batwoman. <laughs> but the coolest her. part about this headline is that it's it's Kevin Conroy's Cowl, I just think that's so fun that, you know, we live in a world in 2019 where this is Kevin Conroy's cowl. Wait, wait, what, what makes you say that? Isn't that what the, they're insinuating, that this not is Batman's cowl? Yeah, oh. that's Batman's cowl, but not necessarily Kevin Conroy. Um, I don't know what Earth Got it. that Kevin Conroy is on. We haven't been introduced, but basically this episode of Arrow takes place on an alternate Earth, because Arrow is now crossing to different Earths. Which, spoiler oh, so alert, and that Earth doesn't Rose. exist anymore, so... Which one? Bye-bye, Earth 2. Which was which one? This Earth. Doesn't exist anymore? We, you didn't watch the end? What do you mean? They, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it got, yeah, it got sucked up by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got out of there quick and they <laughs> took, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yes, okay. The, world, the Earth got eaten. So, yeah, it was eaten, so this is not Kevin Conroy's Earth. But, okay, yeah, what did you think of the episode? Thought it was good. The best of the DC one so far. I'm just I not agree. loving the DC. CW TV shows this season so far. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but things that I know you are loving, Adam, uh, are over on the app. Titans. I Okay, this- so, yes. I'm a huge fan. As I was telling you guys before the show, I think Titans can be also can be kind of goofy, like but in a different way than the CW shows. And I love it. I love that it is just so in a fully realized comic booky DC as we know it universe. Yeah. And it all happens in there. I thought the Connor episode was amazing. I thought this episode, Bruce Wayne, was a little slow. But I loved that they play with the fact that this Bruce Wayne looks so much like Adam West. And they even have him doing the freaking Bat Tuesday! Well, he was doing the dance. Let's speak about the slowness of the show in general that you just mentioned. Because Brenton Thwaites uh, was revealing why Nightwing debut is <gasps> delayed. They're making us wait. That's why I have to wear this shirt. He said, <laughs> when I signed on to this in an early meeting, they were telling me in the first season it would be about the transition of Dick becoming Nightwing. That's where all the training came from in the preparation that I would become Nightwing. But the way the story had it, we had other elements to deal with. So we went down a different path. The whole time, I was very anxious to read the pages of what the story and journey of Dick growing into Nightwing would be. For a number of reasons, it provides an opportunity, a character to realize his potential as a superhero. When that happens, we feel a sense of confidence watching it. We So basically, he's explaining it's delayed because yeah, they went down other paths. Well, and that's why I really appreciate the show because I think the writing is much more sophisticated than the other DC shows. I, I you know, in season one, they they did take their time. I think maybe to a fault in developing mm-hmm. these characters. I but think so. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm losing my mind over season two. I think it's amazing. Me too. I, it's I like... think they've fixed all the sort of growing pains they have, and yeah, they're still taking their time developing Dick, but. 
things are happening. We're getting Superboy. We're, you know, I wish they would give my boy Ryan Potter, shout out to Ryan, uh, a little bit more to do. We okay over there? Yeah, we're fine. Uh, um, I, but I, I just, this season is so epic to me. I don't think this season is as epic as you guys do. I thought last week's episode, Connor, was amazing. I thought that episode yeah. was incredible. I love Hawk and Dove, and I like having them around more often. This episode was so boring. Uh, oh my god, was it so boring? I stopped. I was, I was like, let me cook some food. Let me come back. I like the pee. idea of of Bruce in his head like that, as as you know, he's trying to figure out who he is I like the after Batman. Too. I like the concept, but I too. do understand, like you know, it kind of it's taking us a, a few beats to get to where we all want to be. I also, you know, I had a really hard time with Raven's character last season, and I have equally as a hard time with Raven's character this season. Mm. Fair. I think those are those are fair things. I think the world. Is working on me enough that I can even tolerate a slow episode like this. The other thing that I think the show does so well, and I've said this before, is incredible fight choreography. Like I think yeah. you can make up so much with like a, a TV size budget with really wonderful, authentic, and like this show is on almost on par with Daredevil for me with like yeah. the good close up stuff. And then so watching like CW shows and like Arrow where they do a ton of it and bless them they have to come up with so much fighting and they're so talented yeah. but it just doesn't have the same impact and this episode had none of it so it is it is a slow episode in a- and I love what they're doing with uh, Jason Todd you know he's like going I down a dark character. path and seeing his relationship with Dick no? no? No, I like him too, but like, okay. either like fully suck face oh my or god. don't. Oh god, that was awesome. Like, either like make out or freaking don't. sort of did, but oh god. Oh, when he made out with Rose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, either do it or don't. A uh, show that we all <laughs> are going to have opinions on coming next week is HBO's Watchmen show. Oh my god. Uh, and the reviews are out and they seem very strong. One, very, one way or the very strong. I mean, I'm most seeing of the mostly crit- positive. Yeah, most of the critical reviews are very positive. This one coming from Vox says, "I think HBO's Watchmen is tremendous television. Lots of people will strongly disagree. I think it's going to be a divisive show." Damon Lindelof obviously have lost in leftovers. Ryan and my two favorite shows. Yes, uh, we're we're very excited about this. Um, how are you guys feeling based on the reviews, Adam? Into it. Um. Yeah, I can't believe it. This is exactly kind of what would be have been my best hope situation. It sounds like another Lindelof series. It sounds like it's got the eeriness of leftovers. I've also heard that like if you hang in there till episode six, it gives you like the payoff of the craziest mm. best episodes of leftovers when like the karaoke song leads into the internet. The best. So um, I'm just so excited based based on the people that I'm hearing say the things that they're saying and even the things that could be perceived as negative and who they think will not like it I think I'm going to like it mm. Vulture's headline Watchmen's extremist superhero dystopia succeeds on sheer nerve Ricky how's it make you feel? I'm avoiding these reviews because I want to go in. Oh no! I mean the headlines are fine, but but I don't want to know um, spoilers. I kind of want to go in fresh. I like. Oh, I'm feeling. so excited! Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Because you usually get the trailers and everything like no, that. Previous nothing, nothing. Because because they obviously had screeners out there, and some people have seen as many as six episodes. Typically, at this point, when I, when I haven't seen something, I think wow, they're trying to keep this close to the chest because they it's not good. So. I was really happy to see the reviews, and I just haven't seen oh. it because they just didn't select me, not okay. because they're not trying to show yeah. people. You know what I mean? 
there's so much DC content on, on streaming insane. services now. Ever, someone asked me the other day, what shows are you watching? I'm like, well, it's just to keep up on DC. That's kind of all I have time for. Um, <laughs> I don't watch anything else. I want to shout out to Ivan Soto right now who's been asking, per the comics, was there ever a time that you can recall that Jason Todd was suicidal? Mm. Um, and I know I would say my memories of the original Jason Todd run was that he was kind of a dick, which is why they voted to have him killed, yeah. and they did. Um, well, he, was, he was more of a Jason than a dick. Well, that's true. He was actually more of a Jason. Uh, but um, I know it was there. It was hanging right there. Um, yeah, I can't recall if he were, was suicidal or not. He's, but he's, he's had just a lot of anger problems. Had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I, and, and listen, I. It, I don't think they went too far with like he was post traumatic to Jason Todd. I thought I love the stuff they did on Titans with Jason Todd. Can't wait for Watchmen. What else we got to talk about, Roxy? Wow, we got to get out of here. We are. That's so sad. I don't want to go back to the real life. I want to stay here. No, we got to do it. No. Why is the music? What? Ricky, our friend who is anti Twitter. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you can no. play the music. Where can everybody? Oh, I'm keep just up not with that you. cool. I'm, I'm on one platform. You can find me on Instagram at Ricky Middlesworth. Thank you. To, this week was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Roxy, Thanks for being here. Roxy. I'm, I'm everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Um, I'm what in some happened? places. Well, I mean, usually you have a lot more to say than that. I'm everywhere at Roxy Stryer is like literally the shortest you've ever said. Well, so because we're- forgive me for thinking I was going to have a breath. We've run long. All right. I'm Adam Gertler. See you all next time on DC Movie News. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.